you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. I am so excited to be talking to y'all again today um, because I love to talk and I love to talk about sex. And that is what we do here on First Bees and Tees radio and podcast. Um, it's just so important for me to use this platform to spotlight pride and to elevate stories of people with LGBTQ experiences um, for so many reasons. One, This podcast is called Birds, Bees, and Teas, and I say, what's the teas? And baby, what's the tea? And all of this other like lingo that we use so casually and freely, it came from our queer communities, our Black queer communities. Like um, Black queer people have really like set the the tone for like the culture that we use today, the language that we use today. Um, And so it's important for me to acknowledge that. Um, and for me to elevate their voices um, and their unique experiences. And so with that in mind, today's show is going to focus on the five pillars of gender and sexuality. So I just want to get right into it, y'all, because I think that this is a place for growth for so much for so many of us. Um, it's a place for us to learn, and it's a place for us to explore once we know more about them. That's what I want to do um, on this platform. I want to just like drop a little seed, plant a little seed, and see where it grows for you and how you grow it and what you how you grow from it. So yes, let's learn. Okay. So I first want to talk about the five pillars of gender and sexuality. And these pillars are the sex that a person is assigned at birth, which I'll just refer to as sex assigned at birth, gender identity, gender expression, sexual orientation, and pronouns. Yes, all of these things that um, somehow have kind of gotten like taboo as we continue to like learn about them or like embed them into our society, they've um, kind of grown to be taboo. And so we have to like learn what they really mean so that we can take all the unnecessary weirdness away from it. So yes, jumping straight into it. Your sex assigned at birth is the sex that a doctor assigned when they, when you were born and the doctor looked at your genitals and they assigned you as either female or male in most states, in most places. Um, So usually when babies are born with vulvas or vaginas, they are assigned female. And if a baby is born with a penis and testes, that baby is assigned male. However, we know that intersex people exist. Um, Intersex people make up about 1% of our population. So just as common as people with red hair, um, people who are born with like naturally red hair. That's it's just as common. However, um, there are only about 11 states and Washington, D.C. that actually um, use intersex as a sex identifier on people's birth certificates. So usually what happens is in most states, a doctor will look at the baby's genitals and say, OK, well, this looks most like 
a penis or most like a vulva. And so you'll either get this assignment or this assignment, even if the person is intersex. Um, and so you all can um, definitely do more research on this. And I would encourage you to, um, you know, get involved in advocacy for this to support intersex folks, because we know that everything is not just black and white. Um, and so, yes, all the things. Moving on to gender identity. Gender identity is how a person feels and senses about their self and what their gender is. So in their heart and in their mind, this is the gender that they most closely identify with. Um, and these genders that we know are usually like woman, man, boy, girl, like those are like the most common ones. Um, but people also can identify with genders that are neither of those, that are a combination of the both of those, or that um, a gender that is completely outside of the scope of like what our idea of gender is. Okay, so you may hear people like refer to themselves as non-binary um, or like gender neutral. Um, those are like might be some genders that you may be less familiar with, but those are basically just um, descriptors to say that my gender does not necessarily align with um, a man or a woman. Um, something else that's important to understand about gender identity and sex assigned at birth is that people's gender identity does not always align with the sex that they were assigned by a doctor who looked at their genitals at birth and determined what they were. Um, they don't, those two things don't always align. So a person can be assigned male at birth but their sense of self in their heart and in their mind, they feel more aligned with being a woman. And that is what we describe as trans, a transgender woman, okay? Um, and so those things are really just important to have a basic understanding of, but not, and I'll always say to you all, um, you should ask people what their gender means for them. Um, you know, I can give you like a scientific high level definition of it, but it's always important to ask people like what the, their gender and what their sexuality means for them, especially if it's something that's unfamiliar to you, because people can define things best for themselves, as opposed to me trying to define it for them, you trying to define it for them, or somebody on Google or YouTube or Twitter or Facebook trying to define it, okay? Let's keep going with gender expression. Gender expression describes the ways that we wear our hair, the ways that we wear our makeup, if we wear makeup, the, um, the clothes that we wear, the ways that we speak um, to express the gender that we identify with. So a lot of people may associate wearing like high heels and skirts and makeup and you know having long hair with a female gender identity. However, we know that there are women who were assigned female at birth who identify as a woman who do not align with um, that gender expression at all. You know, there are women who are like, I'm not going to wear a skirt. I'm not going to wear high heels because I feel most comfortable in, you know, something else. And my gender identity is not impacted by that. Gender expression. We got it. 
All right, and the fourth pillar of gender and sexuality is sexual orientation. And what I first want to say is that everyone has a sexual orientation. Straight is a sexual orientation. Heterosexual is a sexual orientation. Just like lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, questioning, demisexual, asexual, all of these other um, sexualities that you may or may not have heard of, they are all sexual orientations and they're all good and valid and normal for people to experience. And again, I will say, if someone tells you that they are um, a sexual orientation that you may not know of, um, it's best to ask them what that means and let them define it for themselves. Don't like Oh, someone tells you, oh, I'm demisexual. And then you like go and Google it and then come back and tell them what you saw on Google about them, where it's better to, okay, you know, this is what I saw on Google. How does this align with you? Does this feel right with you? Like, how do you define that? Tell me more about that, you know? Sexual orientation, we got it. And the last pillar of gender and sexuality is pronouns. We all have pronouns. And a lot of times um, now you'll see at your organization, they may ask you to um, change your pronouns in your, or clarify your pronouns in your signature or something like that. Or you may hear people introducing themselves. I'm Mia and my pronouns are she and her. Um, everyone has pronouns, y'all. <laughs> everyone has pronouns. And it's the best way that sharing pronouns is the best way that we can know not to miss gender someone um, or refer to them in ways that they don't want to be referred to um, or it's the best way that we cannot assume what someone's gender is because we don't know um, because we know that gender expression does not automatically indicate someone's gender identity um, so yes okay so sex assigned at birth male female intersex gender identity man, woman, gender neutral, gender fluid, transgender woman, transgender man, gender expression, how you wear your hair, what type of clothes you wear, um, all of those good things. Sexual orientation, gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, queer, yes, and pronouns, she and her, he and him, they and them, and there are other, many other types of pronouns. Um, those are just the most common that we use. And um, it's always important to use the pronouns that a person asks you to use or that they introduce themselves in using. And if you are unfamiliar with the pronouns that they are giving you to refer to them, that's okay to say, like, I'm unfamiliar with that. Can you tell me more about that? And these are the pronouns that I'm gonna use because I respect you as a human being. All right, so we didn't learn this stuff, y'all. I'm very aware of that. We didn't learn this in school. We just learned that there was like gay and straight and probably bi, and that was it. You either a boy or girl, you gay, straight, or bi. And that's like the surface of what we learned, but there is so much more to gender and sexuality. I said before, I'm a cisgender straight woman, but there's still so much that I'm learning about my gender and how I express my gender and what it means for me and my sexuality and how I express my sexuality 
I'm still learning those things about myself at this very big age. Um, and so there's always room to continue to learn those things for yourself, um, for the people that you love in your life, um, and just to learn and expand your knowledge in general, you know, and a lot for us to unlearn. Um, I think, you know, I started off with talking about sexual orientation, saying that we all have sexual orientation because we've learned that some of these um, constructs um, and pillars of gender and sexuality only apply to like the LGBTQ community. And that could not be further from the truth. We all have a sex assigned at birth. You don't believe me? Pull out your birth certificate. <laughs> um, we all have a gender identity. We all express our gender in ways um, to affirm our gender identity, and we all express gender differently, even if we have the same sex assigned at birth, the same gender identity, the same sexual orientation, and the same pronouns. Two people who share all of those other pillars can still express their gender in two separately different ways. We all have sexual orientation and we all have pronouns, the ways that we refer to each other in the third person. We all do it. So why are we making these things like weird and taboo and acting like our brains just turn off when we learn them? I don't know, but we are gonna do it and we're gonna get through it together, y'all. And I hope that you learned something new or that your learning was reinforced um, or that you know you take what you learned here today and process it and talk about it with other people and other folks. If you want to learn more from your fabulous and wonderful host, yes, that's me, um, you can connect with our social media at Birds, Bees, Tees on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, um, and I encourage you all to listen to these, uh, the longer and more in-depth ep episodes that we have of our podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas podcast um, on all the places where you stream and listen to your podcast um, so that you can get more of this tease. Yes, yes, yes. And then you can also donate to the show um, using Cash App, Dollar Sign, Birds, Bees, Teas. That's pretty much how you'll get us on any and everything. Um, we hope that you learned so much today and I wanted to share with you all um, some resources for continuing your education on this. Um, one resource that I love, 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 and I think that it's really um, basic for anyone to understand from young people um, to adults is the gender unicorn. This is um, a graphic that was developed by the Trans Student Educational Resources um, Organization, and you can just Google um, gender unicorn and, um, it will come up for you and you can see the graphic and you can see all the definitions of um, the things that we discussed. Um, and yes, continue your learning y'all. It's a perfect opportunity for you to learn um, how to better love and support people in your life um, of queer experiences. Um, so yes. We can do better and we're gonna always do better um, with our learning and um, talking about these things and having these conversations. So I encourage you to continue to do that and continue to stay up and stay tuned with Birds, Bees and Teas. Hey, 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 h
Hey, teasers, thank you so much for tuning into that episode of your favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor, make sure that you follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast so that you can become an official teaser. You know what else makes you an official teaser? Following us on all of our social media platforms at Birds, Bees, Tees, at Birds, Bees, Tees on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. As always, we appreciate you sharing this podcast with your friends, your families, and continuing the conversations that we start here. And if you ever feel inclined to donate to the podcast, hit us up on Cash App at dollar sign Birds, Bees, Tees. Thank you, teasers.